Hello, welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I'm your host, Tab London. And I'm your most awesome host, Joey Cronwell. Wow, look at you That's beating right. me to it, reclaiming <laughs> some space. I gave you the chance to start and I was like waiting for it and you didn't you didn't deliver, yeah. so but you know, I just I just came back, so I'm gonna come yeah, back that's with right. a little bit you realize. of humility, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you come back from? Let's start there. Oh God. Okay, so it's been how many episodes has it been since I've been on here? It feels like it's been weeks. It does feel like a long time, but I think it's because it's you just... and I recorded our E three half of the episode early so Mm. it's really i think it's probably been actually like two weeks but really it's only been like a week and a half so so just a week week and a half half, yeah so yeah well first i defended my my dissertation on the 15th so that was pretty pretty wild It, it was a lot of fun surprisingly uh i was very anxious and stressed but it was i don't know i'm still kind of blown away that that happened Um, And I kind of feel like I haven't been able to really process it all that much um, just because after the the 15th, I was prepping for an interview in Iowa. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So I actually saw you on my my way swooping through Illinois. Um, (laughs) The best part of the trip. (laughs) Um, But no, I had an interview for a faculty position at a four-year institution, and they they liked me so much they offered me the job yeah, so we're just yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> very exciting very unexpected though yeah especially this late in the uh the year as far as the academic job market goes but um yeah iowa future future home of tab so yeah when ron and i were recording the last message i think you were i think it was the day that you were doing the interview maybe or you were heading you were on your way down or something like that so okay. I remember we ended the episode with like, oh, you know, good luck. Hopefully they do have good news to report. And um, you did. And what was exciting for me was you got the news while we were hanging out because you were only down for like a day and a half. So you stayed at our friends Amy and Russell's house and I came out and we, you know, hung out and watched movies and stuff like that. And you just like went into the your like the guest room or something and then you came out and you were like i have some news and we were all like oh my god so it was so <laughs> so exciting so congrats to you I on know. that thank you thank you it, it was the day after the interview as well so like just very very quick like i said very unexpected but also very very grateful and i think that this will be an exciting opportunity um and there's always something a little bit exciting about like moving to a new place mm-hmm. i just need to get past the like the stress and anxiety of like packing, you know, when you, when you're in your new place and you're setting up and putting stuff like, Oh, this is the new home of the PS five, yeah. my computer, this is my office. Like that's the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. We just need to, to get there. Yeah. That the, everything before that is just a massive headache, Ugh. packing things up, organizing, figuring what to throw away, all that stuff. So exactly. Um, well, we're glad to have you back today's yeah. because of your continued busyness. And I've also been fault. busy. Well, I've also been busy. And so like, we haven't had as much time to prepare some episodes. So this is going to be a little mm-hmm. bit of a scattershot episode. Um, but that's, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, that's, that's fun. A little bit of variety is fine. Yeah. Our main course is going to be, we're going to be talking about sim games, but we're not going to mm-hmm. be doing it in depth or anything like that. We're just going to kind of, you know throw some 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 thoughts around yeah i have some thoughts and some questions for you so because we've both been playing some 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 games recently so uh but before we get that we do have actually some interesting news this week uh 
so this one is is I haven't seen people making a big deal out of it, but for me, I think it's interesting. Um, Xbox Cloud Gaming is now available on Apple devices. So previously, they wanted to be on Apple devices because Apple has a huge market share with mobile devices. But Apple wouldn't let them without taking a, a huge cut of the profits, which is part of the whole lawsuit between Epic and mm-hmm. Apple. Epic's trying to get Apple to lower. I mean, they're doing it for selfish reasons. I'm not trying to make Epic well, out yeah. to be some you know saintly company, but they <laughs> ostensibly, arguably, are making it, are trying to make it more accessible and cheaper for developers so that they don't have to pay a massive 30% cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and Xbox, Microsoft didn't want to pay that. So what they did was they went around that. And so you can stream. So Apple has a rule where you can't use, you can't have streaming services in the app store because they don't want, again, you know, you to be able to use someone else's service through their, their device without taking their cut. So Microsoft is like, okay, fine, we'll just go through browsers. So now you can (laughs) use your browser on your iOS device and access Xbox uh, cloud gaming. So that's interesting. I don't know that it'll, make as big of a splash maybe it won't go anywhere but i think seeing these companies find ways to work around you know the app the you know ubiquitous app store is very Mm -hmm. interesting to me um river the model for fallout 4's dog meat passed away sadly um you sent me a tweet and you were like i fucking cried (laughs) i'm not even i'm not ashamed i cried (laughs) i was like a beautiful like tribute to river but also just reading like how dog meat would be totally different if river wasn't present right and river actually made the character i think that's really cool and that's a special story well yeah because it wasn't even just like oh here's it we took a picture of a dog or whatever they like tried out you know several dogs and Mm -hmm. it wasn't just the the visible it wasn't just like all the facial markings that was part of it but it was like the behavior and right. being very like defensive and you know going and getting things for the for for the their its owner her owner her owner and like yeah it was it was a very touching tribute um and it's it was oddly moving like you think mm-hmm. you know for i i don't rem- i can't think of another example of like oh this is an animal that was based on a real animal i'm sure there are plenty of examples yeah. but like that's like the one that pops to mind the most so um that was that was sad r.i.p river uh just today like early this morning i sent you a tweet um about housemark joining playstation studios so oh yeah and at first i saw that and i was like oh wow what's that's huge news and then i thought about it and i'm like they've basically been a playstation studio they've mostly been <laughs> right? publishing stuff on playstation platforms anyway so i guess it's not that big of a deal but you know, we've talked about before that like Sony doesn't make acquisitions like Microsoft does. They make they have these like strategic partnerships and stuff, and that's probably what they had with Housemark. But uh, there must have been something that changed that dynamic. It must not have just been okay. Well, you make the next game, and then we will publish it. I'm wondering if Sony has plans for Housemark and like you know, using them on a specific project or something, or maybe it is, they're going to continue as is like, keep making your games, we'll publish them. But I I have a feeling there's something, there's something more to that. Hmm. Um, The Steam summer sale is ongoing until July 8th. I think, I mean, we've talked about this off mic. It's 
once again kind of disappointing like i feel like it's been years since i feel honestly personally i had just started getting into steam sales Mm -hmm. right at the tail end of them being really awesome um because like i would have people telling me like ron would be like oh hey did you check out the summer sale and i'm like eh, i don't really play that many pc games like eh. and so i wouldn't go check it out and then one 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 time i was like i guess i keep hearing all these great sales and i went and there were so many games that were like 50 cents a dollar 50 three bucks mm-hmm. like good big full games and so then i got sort of spoiled and like for a couple of years i would buy like 10 15 games because these huge even some like big AAA things were like cheap, like five bucks, seven bucks, right. something like that. Um, and now when I go, it seems like a very standard sale. Yeah. I mean, unless you have been unable to purchase certain games over the years, right? Yeah. I feel like there's not a whole lot. Like if you want to, if you have been waiting for whatever reason to pick up a game like The Sims 4, it's less than five bucks. Yeah. But most of the sales are like, 10% off, right. maybe 25% off. And they're not like big ticket kinds of items, right. I guess. Um, but we're, as we've mentioned before, we're the kind of gamers where typically we buy the stuff that we want at launch. Um, but even some of the games where I would be like, oh, maybe I'll buy that eventually. The sale's not really like deep enough for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. Yeah, and a lot of those big games that are on the front page that they push are, like you said, 20% off, maybe 40% off, which is mm-hmm. like, that's a pretty decent discount, don't get me wrong, but that's not what I wouldn't expect out of any other sale. Like, oh, it's The a... sales used to be really exciting. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was like, I would buy games that I like hadn't even thought about, but I'm like, oh my god, that game just came out recently, mm-hmm. and it's only 12 bucks or it's only eight bucks or something. And so I would pick it up. But now I'm like, Oh, there's that game that I'm not interested in that I could pay $35 for. Nah, I'm good. So for me, it's more about a lot of the smaller games. I end up spending, like, I don't remember. I think we were like talking or something when I was going through the sale. And I, I, mm-hmm. I think I was poking through for like an hour and a half or something. And I, I did end up buying like three small games, but that they were all like really small. Like I can't even think of what they were. I'm gonna go to my library really quick just to yeah, see. Yeah, it's like if you want indies and maybe shave like a buck or two off of the already typically low indie price, then it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think I got a couple of visual novels. I don't wanna take up too much time just scrolling through my 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 list, but um I think it was like a few like I think I got oh oh one of them was Persona Four Golden. Um that game I that? was, I think, 12 bucks, something like that. No, 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 it might have been more than that. Crap, but now I can't remember. But it was like half off or something, which, again, not a great, de- you know, great deal, but it did come out recently. I do want to replay it at some point. Apparently, the graphics are in HD, so I'm like, you know, I'm going to buy it eventually anyways. Might as well get it mm-hmm. on a sale. Um, and then, you know, again, a couple of small indies that I that I got, but... Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too exciting. Chrono Trigger is on sale for I think like seven fifty. If anyone hasn't picked that up, the Steam version is among the worst versions, but you know oh, it's no. passable. <laughs> it's pa- if you don't have like a Nintendo DS or have access to the PlayStation Store version or anything, mm-hmm. then you know it's a it's a way to play that game. But outside of that, yeah, did you did you pick up anything this year? Nope. Okay. Yeah. Not not super exciting. Um, 
that's it for the news, I think. I don't have anything else. Is there anything, did anything catch your eye or anything like that? No, just the um, wild number of people that are tweeting about Best Buy because they had restocks of the PS5, the Xbox X, and then like a graphics card, but oh. everything's like sold out. <laughs> wow. I noticed the Xbox uh, three hours too late. So. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For for my, my problem is that I think a lot of these... Um, retailers have started getting stock in in the mornings and i don't mm-hmm. wake up in the mornings and so i'll like wake up at like noon or something and scroll through twitter and see a xbox series x tweet right. and i'm like oh i gotta send this to tab and i'm like ah oh, five hours ago damn it <laughs> so yeah and in the morning i don't spend a lot of time like looking through the socials so i'm like up and doing whatever i'm doing during the day so yeah but that's okay with moving i i shouldn't buy one right now anyway so but it'll be kind of exciting when you are setting up your like gaming station Mm -hmm. to like leave a space for it be like ah this is is gonna be where the mini fridge goes so yeah so that is (laughs) now i want a mini fridge i (laughs) am so curious i mean down the down the road all that stuff but like i'm so curious about what your like gaming setup is going to be now because you know Mm -hmm. you you've been talking like this might not be your permanent house like that you end up buying yeah probably not um but it's it's gonna be for a while so i feel like you're Mm -hmm. probably gonna end up customizing or personalizing the space more so yeah i want a better like media stand center thing yeah I'm, i'm i'm gonna be really curious to to see what you do with that um okay so let's shift to what we've been playing we're gonna kind of mix in some movies this time which i understand our vast following god man so many millions of people listen to this you are probably here for video games um so we apologize we're gonna dip into movies just a little bit but but part of it is because again we've both been pretty busy and it's so much easier to just watch a movie and or a couple Mm -hmm. episodes of a show or something than than fit in games having said that we have been playing some games right so mm-hmm. what, what have you been playing um i returned to uh the hunter call of the wild for a little bit just because i wanted to totally just like chill and not do anything basically when i came back from iowa and so walking through some virtual woods sounded nice um i played i've been playing a little bit of minecraft with tirza we started up I can't remember if I mentioned this the last time I was on, but we started up a new map and I think I've yet to send you those screenshots I promised, but there is a, um, a Mesa. Hmm. And so it's really just cool. And it's, it's different because I feel like every game that we've played, it's been like your standard, like forest, maybe you got a coastline. Um, so just kind of like mixing up the visuals a little bit has been fun. Yeah. Tears um, I mentioned in the group, we were doing a group, activity group chat thing Mm -hmm. and she was like yeah we started a new server and then we had to restart because tab (laughs) tab didn't like the start starting area it was just woods again (laughs) damn it i was like i've seen this so many fucking times (laughs) how have the caves been because they made the caves cave updates and like our friend amy's been playing and she was like sending me stuff like oh there's like weird glowing like ivy or something and i was like oh the cave updates and she's like the what and yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. axolotls and everything. So what, yeah, what's been your Yeah, those things are cute that? looking. Um, I haven't done a ton of like caving stuff hmm. yet, um, but they changed like the skin of certain material. Mm. Yeah, she said um, she hated that because there's like... And there's like bronze and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah it's, it's pretty cool from what I've seen so far. 
cool yeah i don't know when i'll get back into it but i'm sure i will i'm kind of i kind of want to go back into our shared server because mm-hmm. it's one of those things we spent a lot of time there and so i feel like just seeing our old buildings and stuff it feels like it feels like a hangout yeah you know like i'm always gonna have memories of that place yeah. so that's cool i'm so glad they don't degrade can you imagine going in there and just oh, seeing God. like the facade of your beautiful castle or no. something falling off like no <laughs> That would suck. Um, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. So I actually, I have the PS4 version. So technically I had access to the upgrade for PS5, but I decided to buy it. I wanted the downloadable content anyway, and I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I decided to just buy it and I am very happy with it so far. Ron, we're going to have Ron on in a future episode, maybe next week or the week after, Mm. and we're going to talk kind of in-depth about it because Ron is playing it as well and we're going to talk about nostalgia because we both have history with that game but um, I will just say that like I when I started playing it was one of those things where I was reminded how much I liked it going into the remake I was like not super I was very curious and I was excited I do like Final Fantasy games in general like Square games but I was not one of the kind of like rabid final fantasy 7 fans and so i was a little bit like well okay we'll see Um, but i did end up loving it's one of my favorite final fantasies probably and going back to the remake um with this like newly like touched up next gen version was a a lot more fun than i expected although i am max level because it transferred over my save and so I'm like max level and starting at the beginning. And on the one hand, you think that's great. You can just burn through the game. But like, yep. I'm not it. I haven't played it in so long. So I'm like not remembering the nuances of combat and things like that. And like I one of the things I was hoping to do this time was get the platinum trophy. But like some of the things I have left are like to beat some of these very powerful bosses. Like one of them is to beat this big, powerful summon. And I remember trying to beat it back in the day. I only fought it a few times and I'm like, I can't do this. This is too hard. And so like if I couldn't do it then at max level and like now I'm just not getting I'm, I don't remember the combat as well. I feel right. like I'm going to have to do some some practice with that. But um, we also both played Phasmophobia. We returned to that. Oh, yeah. Played yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. of that. That was super exciting. We didn't run into anything. So like there's been all these upgrades, which is one of the reasons we went bad. <laughs> Went bad. <laughs> went bad. Well, you know. We went back. Um, because, like, the ghost behaves in specific ways now and does certain things and it'll blow candles out. And mm-hmm. um, there's new types of ghosts. But we there's were... There's a new map. There's a new map, yeah. that we, we did try that. But we were such chicken shits that we never encountered the ghost. <laughs> like, we never had a ghost encounter. We played, like, four or five rounds and... We weren't hunted even <laughs> once. <laughs> We were way too safe. It was um, scary, man. Like, no, no. Yeah. That new house is cool, though. It's, it is. Oh, it's not as hide. Yeah. They said it was small, but it's, it's pretty. It's a it's big house. Big. It is yeah. not a small house. What are you talking about? Yeah. If I went over to that person's house and they were like, oh, pardon my small house. I'd be like, pardon my small face, fist in your face, small house. Get out of here. <laughs> um, I don't have a small fist. Let me just clear that up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> The world must know. No, it's pretty small. I don't have huge hands. They're like what long. What are you talking about? <laughs> I told you this is going to be a scattershot episode. This is the hand segment. I think this is the normal, okay? <laughs> this is normal for us. Uh, what else What else have you been playing? Well, do you want me to dip into the thing? 
the thing. Oh, no, not yet. We'll save that That's for the... That's what I thought. Okay, well then let, let What me... have you been watching? I will That's save... the question. Well, before that, let me... I'll save my <laughs> thing for that, too. Like, oh. I don't know why this is like a big mystery. Like, people are going to be <laughs> popping champagne to these games that we mentioned. But yeah. um, I tried Mario Golf Super Rush because it's a game that I was very excited for. I think mm-hmm. a lot of us were very excited for. Yeah. And I was disappointed. I've only played, to be fair, I've only played one game solo by myself and i did the standard normal golf so Mm -hmm. i didn't do the fun super rush part the multiplayer anything like that but my hope is that that those parts of it the multiplayer part playing with friends like you and and russell and you know paul and whoever else we, we get to play i'm hoping that that part's the fun part of this game because the actual golfing part of it is the kind of golf game that i don't like it feels very floaty like when you hit the ball it doesn't it doesn't have the feeling of like, oh, I just hit a golf ball. It's like, I just hit a button and now there's this little graphic that's supposed to represent a golf ball moving across the screen. So um, not up to an everybody's golf. Everybody's golf is superior by far. Yeah. Because with yeah. golf, with these kinds of golf games, I don't want it. I want it to be based in reality. So I want the physics to act realistically. I want the ball to act realistically. Like when it lands, I want it to sound a certain way. And like, I, I don't think I'm being very picky. I just want it to be like based in reality. And then you can add some fun arcadey stuff on the side of it. Um, but for the most part, I want it to really feel like I'm golfing in a sense. It doesn't have to be, I don't want it to be ultra. I know, I know. It sounds like I'm being very picky. I want it to be somewhere between arcadey and sim simulation mm-hmm. or realistic, you know? Um, and everybody's golf does that beautifully, I think. Yes. Mario Golf Super Rush seems to go in that other direction of, um, like, you've, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. It's just when I hit the ball, again, it, it doesn't really, like, part of it is it doesn't really show it as a ball. It shows it just as this dot, this, like, glowing dot. And it <laughs> just seems to move in the same uniform direction, very slow. It's very slow. Um and so it almost seems more like a mobile game or something that was meant for like a portable uh, system. Um, and it's, you know, just not my thing. So I'm I'm disappointed in that. But like I said, I'm hoping that when we play with friends and we're doing the crazy chaos, run around, try to hurry up and, you know, get get balls in and stuff like that, then it huh. becomes more fun. But that was my brief experience with okay. Mario Golf Super Rush. You know, I thought I had a pre-order but if I did, it didn't arrive. So I still have to check on that. But part of me is like, do I want to spend 60 bucks on it right now? I don't know. It's interesting, though, that you described your experience that way because I saw one tweet, whatever day that it came out, and someone was like, man, I'm disappointed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. But that's all that I've seen on it um, so far. So eh. Yeah, the reviews have been sort of mostly positive but there are a couple of notable ones that were pretty low i want to say it was maybe ign that gave it like a six but the average seems to be seven and a half to eight somewhere so it's like a decent game according to the reviews um but again just in my limited experience i'm not scoffing at that six you know (laughs) and i see when i first saw the six i was like wow what what happened why do they you know (laughs) and now i play it and i'm like yeah well, especially if you buy that game to just have a fun golfing game to play mostly yourself, yeah. then that is disappointing. Like, it's one thing like, oh, the multiplayer redeems it. Yeah, but what about for people who don't want to? 
play yeah. multiplayer. Yeah, and that, I think that's where I'm at. I'm probably going to end up sticking to everybody's golf for mm-hmm. any kind of solo play. Um, maybe multiplayer too, but I'm, you know, I, I do, I am excited to try it out multiplayer because Mario Party is a great example. Playing Mario Party by yourself, pretty, pretty fucking right. boring, but playing it with friends, super fun. So I'm hoping that this is going to be eh, debatable. the case for this. Get out of here. <laughs> I knew that would get Get out of you son of a bitch. Um, but okay, in, in terms of games I'm playing, I'll save the last one for our main segment. But uh, as we mentioned, we are going to be talking about some movies that we've watched. So yeah. you've watched a ton, but one of the ones that we have in common is Hatchet. So I yes. saw this TikTok and this guy, this this guy on TikTok, he, um, I don't follow him, but he keeps showing up on my for you page because he talks a lot he about shall horror go movies. Unnamed. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't even remember his name actually, but, um, but he shows up on my for you page a lot because he talks about horror movies and every opinion or take that he's had on them I've agreed with and I mm-hmm. thought he gave he gave really thoughtful criticism or feedback or you know whatever to to the movies that he's talked about and I'm like mm, yeah I think we're on the same wavelength so he gave this this review the spoiler free review of this movie called Hatchet and he was like yeah when I was watching it and I thought you know it's very a pretty middle of the road kind of disappointing bland horror movie until the reveal of the killer and then I was pumping my fist in the air and I was excited. And from then into the end of the movie, I was just on board. And for whatever reason, that struck me. And I was like, hmm, that's not, I might have to give that a chance. And so I sent you a message and I was like, hey, uh-huh. there's this movie. I saw this review. I don't know if it'll be good, but like, would you be interested in like watching it and talking about it? And you were you've been in a horror movie mood lately. So you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down for it. Mm-hmm. And then we watched it. <laughs> And so I went into it just knowing what you told me about from from the TikTok. Yeah. Right. And then there was something about it that I was like, this sounds vaguely familiar, but I wasn't sure if this was the right movie. And it wasn't at all. Um, but I kept waiting for that turn to be like, OK, you know, the beginning, very kind of middle of the road, B level movie, yeah. schlocky for sure. And it never turned. There was never this noticeable point of like, holy shit, blew my expectations, messing with conventions or anything like that. It just continued on like the same pathway. And at the end, I was like, I mean, I've seen worse, but I've seen a hell of a lot better than this. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. Okay, well. By the way, the the basic premise is a group of tourists go on this like haunted tour in uh, New Orleans swamp. Yeah. Like that's that's it. It yeah. The premise. Um, I think we can give it away. I don't think it's really mm-hmm. spoiling too much. The premise, as you said, is very. You said schlocky, but it's it's very typical. <laughs> it's like you said, it's a group of people go on a tour in the back countries. Essentially, there's no one around out in the middle of nowhere, and there's a killer and yeah. the killer kills people <laughs> right. and that's that's it it's, it's very i think typical for where it's from when it was made which is 2006 yeah um relies a lot on like stereotypes of like people that live in the area and stuff like that um but you know sometimes you'll watch a b movie and there'll be like one element that was like oh that was cool. Yeah. There was nothing, you know, and we talked about this. I can see why people would enjoy this. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like we've we've done this before, like get together, order a pizza, watch some horror movies, mm-hmm. knowing that they're probably bad horror movies. And it's, it can be fun. Mm-hmm. But 
removed from that kind of setup where I was watching it by myself, I was not very entertained. Yeah, there are like horror movies. There are horror movie fans who pretty much indiscriminately like horror, like any kind of horror, the bad horror, the good horror, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not like that. I am not like a connoisseur. I'm not a snob. Uh, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm I'm very appreciative of like when people really understand the elements that make horror movies good and have the skill to recreate that in some way. But what we get a lot of times with bad horror movies is people who don't have the skill and who are just like, everyone loves horror, right? Let's make this movie that's just like every other horror movie and people will love it. And and some of them will. But I don't really, I, I, I don't like, and I don't, again, it's not like I need high cinema or anything like that. Right. Um, it's just, it has to be the right mix of them taking the subject matter and the genre seriously but not taking themselves too seriously. Like it has to be a balance of, of um, understanding that this is kind of a silly world that yes, we understand that this guy getting shot six times and getting back up is ridiculous. (laughs) um, But also not just fucking around, you know what I mean? And like, like one of the, one of our critiques about hatchet was the writing because there were several scenes where it seems like there wasn't a script and they were just like, Oh, just go ahead and ad lib. But the problem is, a lot of actors, I would argue probably most actors are not writers. <laughs> and yeah. so they don't necessarily know how to write good lines. And so if you have them ad lib, it's going to sound like two people, you know, just conversing. Just That's around, not exciting. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I can I can definitely see, like you said, why a certain brand of horror fan would love this movie because the gore is very like over the top it's still not great i don't think but for 2006 you know it's um but it's like it's shocking and i think that's the thing is like if you're that kind of likes you know you like that like very over the top silly shocking gore this is definitely a movie that's probably up your alley Mm -hmm. um outside of that yeah i I, it didn't really have much going for it um yeah so that was that was uh not not a great experience, but what else? What other what other <laughs> horror movies have you been watching? Yeah, so um, I watched uh, Camp Coldbrook, which mm. I think came out 2018. Have you heard of it? No. No? Um, so it's this supernatural horror, and basically the premise is there is this um, paranormal team, and they have their own TV show, and the TV show is definitely, like, waning in popularity, and so in order to get, like, renewed for another season, um, they have to pull off, like, this one episode it's like a 90 minute special that'll be like the episode that shocks all viewers right Mm -hmm. and derives up you know viewership and popularity and whatnot um and so basically they go to this abandoned camp where a of course a mass murder took place Mm -hmm. a few decades before um so very kind of generic (laughs) as far as like the setup right um what i will say is while overall it didn't feel very like fresh or original or exciting the acting was really solid like i was i was surprised the acting was solid i felt that it was shot very well and the editing was was done well um it just needed that like extra oomph you know Mm. to to put some life into it um I do think it would be fun to watch with with friends, especially if you're like us where, you know, before going on a camping trip or, you know, going to spend a night in a cabin in the woods, this would be the kind of film to kind of like get you amped for that. Um, But definitely order some pizza or have some ice cream, you know, to 
liven things up a little bit. Um, I also watched, uh, and I feel kind of silly for this one, but I watched Cabin Fever Ze- uh, Patient Zero, oh, God, which I no. <laughs> think was 2014. I didn't realize that I was watching the prequel to every, like, I was just like, oh, here's this movie. And I took it as like a standalone. So I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, it sounds like you have some uh, familiarity <laughs> with it. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I don't know where it falls in the timeline. I loved the original Cabin, Fe- Cabin Fever. I, I gotta see it now. Yeah, I, I would recommend it. Um, it's it's one, it's a movie that, did, that really strikes that balance where it knows that it's a silly horror movie, but it also respects the genre. Um, okay. And I think it does like going in like no, I would say no going into it that it is partly satirical. So it's in, okay. in part making fun of itself or making mm-hmm. fun of the genre. Um, I think you kind of have to know that or have to realize that at some point, because otherwise there are aspects of it where you're like, oh, ooh, that's, you know, that's pretty, pretty bad. Right. Um, but I did. I really liked the original for a couple of very specific reasons okay. that will go unmentioned. But they did a remake. And I was like, why are you doing a remake? It's one of those, like, I'm fine with remakes, generally speaking, but this is a movie that wasn't that old. And so I'm like, I'm not sure why you would need a remake. And the remake was terrible. So (laughs) I just hear, oh, another Cabin Fever movie. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. This was less interesting than than Camp Coldbrook. Yeah. I mean, basically, you know, there's this flesh eating bacteria thing, but like there's there's the story of like, um, I think it's Dr. Edward or Dr. Edwards, and he's like studying the bacteria and there's this person who is like asymptomatic. So they're holding him against his will. So like that's one part of the storyline. And then the other part of the storyline is like Marcus and his friends and Marcus is getting married and his friends like charter a boat and they go to this island where supposedly no one lives. And so you have like these separate storylines and then eventually, of course, they converge. But like there was nothing especially satisfying about it. Um, what I will say, though, is if you like your horror to be full of like body gore, then this movie might have a couple of like surprises for you. Um, so I can definitely see why people would like the kind of gore effects, but there was little else, you know, and I'm not particularly a fan of like the the super gory stuff. Um, especially after having surgery and feeling like very fragile from that, like gore is just like, mm, I'm, I'm yeah. good. Um, but there wasn't really much else in, in this movie that I would be like, oh, you, you gotta see this. Um, somewhat similarly, I watched a movie called The Ruins from 2008. Have Ooh, you heard of that one? Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. Oh, you've seen that one? Mm-hmm. What, what, what would, what would your rating be? I think my rating would probably be if I had to give it a number, which I don't love numbers, but it would yeah. probably be like a six, six point five, like kind of like it wasn't terrible. Like it was it was very serviceable. Some of the acting was yeah. good, some of the special effects were good, but like mm-hmm. you know, was wasn't as terrifying or like jump out of my seat kind of Right. And six point five is exactly what I what I gave it in my uh my horror list. I have this running list now that I'm building up. <laughs> um, you have ratings and everything? Yeah, I do. Oh, that's exciting. Because I want to know, like, would I go back to this? Is this, like, yeah. a bad horror, but it's a fun horror? So I got, like, notes and stuff, too. That's so um, interesting. I have a – sorry to – I no, just want to bring up, like, I have a – so GameSpot.com has the ability to have build your collection and you can do ratings and stuff. Mm-hmm. At some point, however many years ago, 
I was like super into like putting all my games in there and rating them. So there's like ratings for so many of the games that I own. And I'm like, I didn't even remember that until I went in recently. I'm like, did I? Oh, yeah, I rated these. Um, (laughs) And I like that. I like that you're doing that with your movies. I think that's really fun. Well, I'm only doing it with horror movies. And that's because I return to horror movies so much more than like other genres of, of movies. Um, and so I want to have a better sense of like, wait, did I watch that movie? And like, what did I think of the movie? Or is it on my to watch list? That kind of thing. That speaks to me so hard because I, <laughs> I, yesterday I was looking for a movie to watch and I'm going through the horror movies and I'm like, I think I've seen that one, but I'm not sure. And I'm like, what is it about <laughs> horror movies that more than any other kind of movie, maybe it's just because I'm a fan of the genre. I erase them from my memory. If I watch one mm-hmm. and it's bad or like just not very memorable, it's gone and people will bring it up and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I saw that. And they'll be like, what did you think of it? I'm like, I don't fucking remember. I don't know. There was a I think there was like a dude and killing people. I don't know. You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's interesting to me that you must be you must obviously have that same thing because you're like, I need to track these things because at well, some point, so many of them are the same. Yeah, like their basic premise. And so it's like, wait, did I watch that one or did I watch these other three That's or the remake of whatever? Good like, point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the ruin, I thought it was interesting, but it's very slow and it does do, I think, a decent job at like presenting this sense of like hopelessness. That's really like the thread throughout the movie. Um, and again, if you're into like body gore, it's got some shit for you. The acting was solid, um, but the characters aren't very likable and not even unlikable in the sense of like, yeah, I hope they get fucked up. It's like, no, I just didn't care about them. Mm. Um, But I thought that the mood was interesting. And like I said, that sense of like hopelessness, um, but it was a little slow and a little too generic for me. Okay. Um, I, I watched a movie called Rust Creek. And it's it's on Netflix. Uh, I think it came out in theaters maybe a year or two ago. And it's starring Hermione Corfield from... The only thing I knew her from was from Star Wars The Last Jedi. She plays an A-Wing pilot. Um, she oh. dies tragically in the beginning. And I was like... it was. I say tragically because I'm like, you know, it was like she was... Okay, I'm not going to be... She's beautiful. She's like this gorgeous actress, right? But like, she's also... She's good. She's like the top pilot in their little squad or whatever. Obviously, Outside of Poe Dameron. Um, And so it's like, there was all this potential there for this character of like, oh, this cool character in the Rebellion. And then she just dies immediately. So so I thought it was tragic, okay? But she (laughs) stars in this movie called Rust Creek. And it's not a horror movie per se. It's more of a thriller because... It's the premise is a very horror like premise, but it doesn't have a lot of the genre staples and um, components that you would expect from horror. But basically, the premise is uh, this this young woman played by Hermione Corfield um, gets this job interview in New York and she has to drive across country and she gets lost out in this rural area. And these two men from the area approach her and there's some conflict and then she's sort of stuck out in the country um and i'll i'll leave it that vague but so you can see how that would be the a setup for a horror movie um but it sticks more to very kind of realistic and it sticks a little bit more to like personal or interpersonal drama so it doesn't quite it's not quite a horror movie but i could see people watching that and being like yes that's very scary um but yeah so it was pretty in terms of plot and premise pretty generic but i thought 
the actress did great. I thought her role was there were a couple couple of really strong performances. Hers was one of them. Um, there was some interesting like cinematography. Like I can tell they were going for some really artful shots in in places, but a lot of them were like close ups of things, and so that's not always as interesting or striking to me as like broad like wide shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be like she'd like go to grab something and it'd be like this close-up of like the rocks or something and it's like eh, that can kind of hit or miss but but it wasn't bad it was pretty decent uh it held my attention um and like i said i thought her performance was really strong so it was it was okay but uh that's that's on netflix you you said that was on netflix yeah what what year i think it was 2019 maybe 2020 Okay. okay but yeah pretty pretty recent um, and then outside of that, I've mostly just been watching the Persona anime still. I'm pretty close to the end. It's still following the the story for the game for the most part. Say like 95% of it is straight from the game. Um, the weird thing, though, is that like I keep almost waiting for them to add a romance element and have Ren, the primary, the protagonist, romance someone because mm-hmm. who plays through Persona and doesn't romance anyone? You know what I mean? So every yeah. time like they get to a point in the story where that's where you would romance that character. I'm like, hmm, are they going to do it? But of course they're not. They're not shipping him with anyone, as they say. Um, so that that is, you know, that's interesting to me. But yeah, I'm almost done with that. And, I'm, and then I'm going to move on to the Persona 4 Golden animation. I think it's just movies. No, I think there's a there. I think there's a show and a, and a movie. But, oh, okay. but yeah, I'm going to move on to those next what else any other movies or shows uh, you're... no i i think i'm gonna keep um just kind of slowly picking my way through the the horror list um i i i think i might continue on the path of movies that are definitely like b grade yeah <laughs> but maybe hope to find like a b grade that's like oh I, I want to watch that one with friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I want to watch movies that don't make me want to pick up my phone. I, I don't like picking up my phone while I'm watching movies, but there are some movies where I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't help it. I, I, I'll really try not to. I'll be like, don't do it. Don't pick it up. But like, I'm like, I know what's going to happen. This is so, you know, telegraphed and so, so predictable. So um, I am looking for movies that will do that for me. Um, so let's move on to our main section then, which is simulation games. And I s- expect we, again, this is sort of scattershot. We're kind of throwing this out here. This at is the a last snack second. today instead of like a main yeah. course, you know? And so let's talk about the definition of simulation game though. Oh, because... whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Whoa. I gotta, I gotta take over a little Speaking bit Speaking of snacks. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you eating? No. <laughs> All right. So before we get to the definition, okay, I um I was doing just a little bit of digging today, uh, and I just put in like popular simulation games, and I want to read to you what what popped up. Okay, okay, um, so Minecraft, Trader Life Simulator, okay, Beach Resort Simulator, Trader Trader Life Simulator. I know. I want to click on it. I'm not sure what this is. Also, by the way, sorry, my neighbor is mowing the lawn. <laughs> Perfect timing. So. I don't know if I'll be able to edit this out, but if you hear it, I apologize. Trader Life Simulator is a game where you play as a man who lost his job in a big distribution company. You tried so hard to find another job, but couldn't. After all, you decide to open your own business, uh, starting from a small shop and going bigger and bigger. Wow. 
In what? Is that it like a contemporary setting? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like someone had a chip on their shoulder and they were like, I'm going to make a fucking video game about this. See how make my uh, dreams come true. <laughs> but we also have Mortal Kombat 11. What? It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, firefighting sim, farming sim, train sim. Okay, so. That's perfect, yeah. Tell me how you define a simulator. Okay, so that that is, I think that's perfect because one of the things I was struggling with which I'm sure there's a definition out there. I'm sure someone has defined it. But like, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about how there is sort of two broad categories. There are sort of two broad categories of of sim. One of them is sort of an arcadey, less realistic sim. But then there's the very realistic, ultra realistic sim. So the sims, for example, probably the most most well-known, most popular, successful simulation game is not really a life sim that doesn't you know mm-hmm. the sims that you're the life that your sims lead is a very pale facsimile of real <laughs> life you know what i mean um yeah yeah but it's still it's still a sim game right but like it doesn't look like farming simulator which is like a yeah. more you know it's still gamified but it's more a realistic of like Here's the very mundane daily tasks that you have to do to be a farmer. Yeah, my definition, I, I chose to go broad to sort of encompass all the different like variations. Um, so a simulation game is a game that simulates real world activities. Okay. And then within that, we can go down to like the style, how deep are they getting into sandboxy kind of elements, stuff like that. So then... But see, I think I think that's so interesting. But here's the risk. Then, then Red Dead Two is a simulation, right? That's a, right. That's a Western simulator, right? Mm-hmm. A Western. I didn't even say combat. It's life. You camp. Mm-hmm. You eat. You ride a horse. Take care of your horse. Um, but then, by that definition, is Mortal Kombat Eleven a simulation game because it's simulating fighting? There's some fantastical kind of. elements, but like, yeah. That but see that definition. <laughs> is not super satisfactory because then almost every game is a simulator, right? A sim- well, but see, simulator. A simu- That's a simulator. <laughs> this is a simulation. <laughs> I'm okay with that being messy, even though it makes me like a little bit uncomfortable yeah. because I think it's one of those sort of, I guess if we have to call it a category that is a little bit sloppy and there can be like some crossover. Um, I had another thought, but it has escaped me. I think it's helpful to have terms that neatly classify things so that you can drop that in conversation and like people know what you're talking about so in this case for me if you say simulation game i'm gonna think of specific types of games like the sims or like civilization or like farming simulator simulator, right coaster tycoon um but what you can do and i do the same thing with rpg is like you can say simulation elements you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like red dead redemption 2 is an open world cinematic game maybe you can even say adventure game mm-hmm. um with simulation elements like that for me is very helpful then because i'm like i know what to expect it's more if i'm gonna play this i'm gonna be like oh this is an open world game this is an open world action adventure game right um because that's the core of it but well we typically of... classify games by the most predominant like right. genre feature i guess yeah because even thinking about like farming simulator that is very clearly a simulator even if you took simulator out of the name mm-hmm. out of the name 
But Stardew Valley, people call that a farming sim. How realistic is that? That's not realistic <laughs> at all in visuals right. or gameplay. Um, and so that's more of a sort of a playful simulation of a of an activity. Um, and I think that's why even with Stardew Valley, sometimes people are like, well, it's it's a farming sim, but... And then they have to go through more detail right. because it's like... Mm-hmm. That is, like you said, the primary gameplay mechanic or the primary thing that might define the gameplay. But it's not if I just stop there, you're going to go into it expecting farming simulator and you're not going to get it. Yeah. And it just from my experience, I guess not to be gatekeepy, but like quote unquote true Sims are ones that kind of let me tinker to varying degrees. Right. Um, so I think if I think of something like roller coaster tycoon, there's a lot of flexibility and customization there. Um, planet zoo, uh, but then you have things like Microsoft Flight Simulator, and that's obviously a sim, and that's on the more realistic end of things. Yeah. And you also have things like American Truck Simulator, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm okay with, like I said, simulation being a little more flexible. I do like being able to mention, like you said, or having the language of this is a game that's X, Y, and Z with some sim elements. Um, it kind of makes me think a little bit, and I want to I want to talk about this in a future episode, but um, Walking Sims. Oh, yeah. That is a very interesting kind of subcategory, I think. And also, what does it actually mean for a game to be a walking sim and blah, blah, blah. But um, so, yeah, I think that we don't have like a solid it must fit this, but we've, we kind of have an umbrella here. Right. I don't even like that term, though. We've talked about that personally, yeah. walking sims, because every game, I know, I know. most games have walking in them. Yeah. And so, but see, that's used, where it gets messy. <laughs> right. But it, but it's used in a, a derogatory way. It's used to be dismissive. Yeah. Oh, it's and, just a walking yeah, sim. Yeah. Oh, this is the only thing you're doing is walking. And it's like, but what's the threshold man. of a walking sim? And this is why I want to talk about yeah. it. Like, how much interaction then is too much interaction where it takes it out of it being a walking sim? But, yeah. Anyways. Um, so why do people play simulation games, Joey? That's a very interesting question. I feel like you might be better situated <laughs> for it. You play more games. There, okay, we'll, well, yeah. we'll get into the game that you've been really playing in a second. But like you play games that are a little bit more like that. I don't. Really... I, I play more of them than you. Right. But it's I, not like my primary genre of games. Yeah, but I do. I dabble in a lot of genres, and I have played simulation games. But typically, they are a little bit more arcadey. Mm-hmm. Um, unless we're talking, well, even like sports games. Like I have played several of the Madden games, several of the Two K games. Um, I've played, you know, like Rockstar's Table Tennis is an interesting example. Like that's a table tennis simulator you know mm-hmm. um but i haven't played a lot of like the what i would maybe call some of the more um i don't even know what i would call them i guess i would say hardcore sims that are more doing things that you wouldn't typically do because they're real life of you know actions um like farming you know right. i wouldn't think of going out and farming as something that would be fun like maybe it would be fun for a day but like to actually do that on a day by day by day basis and have to worry about maintenance of gear and yield and soil and all that stuff seems more stressful to me Mm -hmm. um 
so for my for my experience, I play simulations that are a little bit less that because they're a little bit more arcadey and fun. Like Ace Combat is a, a series that I love. The Ace Combat games are some of my favorites. Uh, some well, some of them are my, some some of my favorites. I loved Ace Combat four and five and seven three. I love those games a lot. But they're arcadey. I have a, I'm flying an F twenty two Raptor with. 60 missiles you know what i mean like that i should only have like four or six i think um and so they they make the aircraft look realistic and they give it realistic to an extent capabilities but then they add on top of that to make it more of a a fun experience um because if it was a real flight simulator which i'm curious about how that's going to work because in microsoft flight simulator that's very simmy, I guess I would call it, but they're going to add in Top Gun fighter jets. So, like, oh. are those going to be realistic? Huh. Are you going to be able to fire the weapon systems? Like, what are you going to fire them at? I'm so curious how they're going to integrate that. Um, but is it going to be that case? Are you? Are they going to be like, here, you have four missiles and, and a gun with limited ammo? Because <laughs> most flight simulators, combat simulators have, you know, unlimited chain gun ammunition. So, like you know um but but yeah why do you play some of the more let's talk, let's just get to it what's the game you've been playing <laughs> wow just call me right out <laughs> um i have been playing power wash simulator <laughs> <laughs> but see that's great because like that i think ties into some of the oddly satisfying videos that we see on youtube and other yes. platforms where they do something that seems very mundane, like power washing something or mm-hmm. washing a teddy bear or something like that. And just seeing it done and not having to worry about doing it and knowing, I think knowing in the back of your mind that it's going to be successful and it's going to come out beautifully and be very mm-hmm. clean. There is something that's cathartic about that or like satisfying, yes. right? And is that the experience that you're getting from this game? Absolutely. Um, so I think with with those kinds of simulation games there's this element of realism but it's it's a removed realism right because you're talking about games that present a task or tasks in low pressure low stakes kinds of ways Mm. and also there's something comforting about the predictable I think, because there's usually repetition, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that can lead to this sort of like, I don't mean this in a bad way, but kind of like a mindless time dump at Hmm. times. Um, And so you mentioned catharsis, and I think that's, that's a big, or it can be a big part of it, because when you're doing these kind of same things, going through the motions... um, In a low stakes environment, there's the opportunity for like release of I don't know, emotions or stress or whatever else from like everyday life. And for me, I am very much a multitasker (laughs) and I like listening to books and podcasts while, you know, gaming um, or while like having a video or something on, you know, while I'm doing something else, whether it's, you know, like I said, playing a video game or building a a typewriter out of Legos. (laughs) And so sim, sim games allow me to do those other things um while still like doing something with with my hands you know with the, with the mouse and the keyboard um 
So I think there's something incredibly satisfying about that, especially with power wash sim, because you're going and like, it'll be a dirty bicycle or a dirty, like old automobile, or it'll be like an entire, um, like fire station and you have to clean everything. There's something really satisfying about seeing the dirt fly off and like everything nice and shiny and, and clean. I, I don't know what exactly that is, but it's very satisfying. And I could just like do that for hours as I, as I have been, I'm a little nervous. I think I'm going to check. This will be a moment of <laughs> accountability. Hours. 15 and a half hours. Wow. <laughs> and I'm not done. I am fully ready to like just put on a list too. of YouTube videos and just like go through them all. Um, but especially like in this, this moment right here of my life where I'm in a moment of transition mm -hmm. of moving to another state, a state that I've never lived in, to a full-time faculty position for the very first time in my life. This is comforting. This is stable. Right. Um, but also I'm feeling stuck in limbo because there's only so many things that I can do in this like next week until like I get a bunch of stuff lined up. And so this is also helping me to feel oddly productive. And I know you and I have talked about that before yeah. of like using games to feel productive um, and I think having that element of like control over something, I think that's a huge part of it too. Um, but the other thing that I want to mention is, you know, when I was a kid, I played like roller coaster tycoon and part of it was like, that was fun. Like, Oh, an amusement park. Right. Um, but also like, that's what would work on my like old brick of a, of a <laughs> laptop. Since then there has been an explosion of sim games oh yeah um like i said just go through like a list just do a random google search of all the different kinds of sim games like i said firefighting sim there's all those different like farming simulators if you um, just look up the actual series the sims there's yeah dozens <laughs> of the sims games and right. it's not just living your life and getting mm -hmm. married and stuff it's all kinds of activities so yeah the pc builder sim like yeah. whatever you I saw want, that one yeah it exists you know there's um i think it's an early access but it's like a, a lumber mill kind of sim like that even mm -hmm. that kind of intrigued me i was like mm -hmm, interesting and then when they throw in things like oh you can have a wife and a dog i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> um but i think in part and i i don't know that i've seen anyone else i'm sure someone's probably written about this or, or, or just talked about it. But I think that the, the range, the variety of simulator games is due in part to the increasing popularity of um, streamers. Because we're seeing them interact with these like everyday, supposedly mundane things, but they're able to make it silly and entertaining. And as they do it, they're bringing attention to a wide slew of games. Um, and I also wonder, I, ha I have no idea on this, but how easy, put easy in quotes, how relatively easy is it to put out a game like Power Wash Sim? Right. Is that challenging to develop? I mean, you know, for someone like me, it would be, but like, is it? Is it easy? Is it somewhat quick to put out games like that? I don't know. Yeah, because there there seem to be certain development studios that are dedicated to Sims mm -hmm. that come out with, I mean, there's how many truck driving simulations, you know? Right. Um, you brought up two things I wanted to touch on, though, Control and, and Twitch, because Twitch with streaming, I think 
just in just from my experience, one of the things that makes simulation games so well suited to streaming is that, like you said, they're mundane tasks that are low stakes. And so streamers can interact with their community very actively while they're doing them. Yep. From what I've heard, a lot of streamers say, not a lot, but a handful of streamers say, is they don't like playing the big narrative games on stream because it's hard to pay attention to story and to um, put yourself in that position and to worry about gameplay mechanics and really feel like you're invested in the world when you're constantly having to be like, oh, thanks for the sub. Oh, hey, that's cool. Hey, good good to see you back. You know, Right. And it's also hard to be yourself on stream. It's hard to put out that persona in right. an entertaining way when you have to manage all the typical streaming stuff on top of, I got to stay focused on this narrative game. Yeah. It's so easy to talk through a sim game, like incredibly easy. Right. Yeah. And, and again, the stakes are low. Like, who cares if you mess up? You know what I mean? You're just power washing a bike. Like, well, and with a lot of the games, what is there to mess up? Yeah. Well, speaking of, I sent you, so I'll, I'll get back to the control thing because I think there's something interesting there too. But yeah. like, I sent you a TikTok of a guy playing <laughs> uh, lawnmower simulator, which I, I think want is. this game. I know. And I feel like that's what started this whole conversation was you were it like, is. you sent me a, a, a text or a snap after that. And you were like, you son of a bitch. You got me looking up <laughs> lawnmower simulator. Yeah. Like, I can't find it anywhere. Um, and so something like that, like who would have thought like, oh, there, and this is not the only one. I don't think, I think there's older versions of, there of probably are. older types of it. And so it's like, you can, <laughs> the, and in the, the clip, it's a, it's a TikTok, So it's like a minute long, but the guy's just like riding, he's doing, he's using a riding lawnmower mm -hmm. to mow his grass in his virtual yard. And I think it ties in nicely with my, my, you know, discussion of control because, I found it infuriating in a way to watch, which is like how I know I have control issues, which I do. I know I do um, because he keeps bumping into stuff and he's he like, oops, did. I hit this. Oops, I hit that. And I'm like, get the fuck away from the side. The Why do you keep you're so you're going so close. And like, I think that's why like me personally. And I think it has something to do with control issues of like watching streams of people play video games. Right. I can't help myself. I want to be like. I'm not going to say it in chat because I think it's a toxic trait. To It's backseat gaming to be like, yeah, why aren't yeah. you doing this or you should do that? But I have the impulse inside me to be like, why did you not open that chest? Why did you mm -hmm. not go in that room? Why did you go here first? You should have gone the other way. Why are you bumping into the side on your lawnmower? You're <laughs> he, said, he hit a rock and he's like, oh, I might have fucked up my blade. I'm like, then get away from the rocks. Nope. He goes back and he just kept going. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Um but but also, I, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but sometimes with like the bigger AAA games, there are a lot of decisions to make. And sometimes I second guess myself of like, should I have done that or should I have done this other thing first? Yeah. Whereas with a game as simple as like Power Wash Sim or like the House Flipper game, there's not a lot to second guess because like your actions are get it done or get it done. Like, yeah, there's really no fuck ups, you know? And I think, yeah, and I think that, it's interesting when it comes to cons consumption of these things too with streams, because when you come into a stream, what are you looking for? Are you looking to just interact with the host? Or are you looking? And I think it probably, that probably depends on discoverability. So if you go into the house, what was it called? The house one that you just mentioned? I think it's house flipper. So house flipper, are you look, are you searching by game and you're like, I want to see people play house flipper because there's something really <laughs> satisfying in that. Um, then watching yeah, a streamer flipper. who's doing it to be entertaining and to be funny 
is probably going to be infuriating because you're like, just play the damn game. You know what I mean? So there's probably audiences or streams for both types of people, people that are coming in because they're like, I don't care what game you're playing. I think you're really funny uh, and charming or whatever. Or the people that are like, I'm coming in because I want to watch people power wash things. And that's it. Like, if I see you fucking around and hitting rocks with your lawnmower, I'm going to be... <laughs> I'm going to be irate and like either leave or or be a toxic backseat gamer and be like, dude, get the fuck away from the wall. <laughs> so because I looked that up real quick, there's a heavy excavator simulator because, of course, and I knew about this one, but thief sim- simulator. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Well, that well, that gets us into some really Fantasy dark territory. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. what about crime simulators? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how many? I mean, Grand Theft Auto, we talked about Red Dead, but like. Grand Theft Auto, you could say, is a crime simulator. Very fantastical, of course, but um, but yeah. What what about when you get into you know simulators that are simulating the morally and legally questionable? Yeah, and there are some. I mean, if you want, check out the the banned games list on on Twitch. You'll see some fucked yeah. up shit. Or on Steam, I know there's been some games that have been yeah banned and deleted from Steam. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's a little bit of a different discussion. But um, but yeah, so you're going to get the lawn mowing one. Uh, we're both excited for Jurassic World Evolution 2. Yes. So that's, that's definitely a sim. I uh, One of the ones that I, because I was trying to think, I'm like, oh man, I don't have a ton. I do, but again, they're sort of weird, like Star Trek Bridge Crew uh, for PlayStation oh, VR. Oh, you know. That's a that, bridge yeah, simulator. Yeah, that's a sim. <laughs> um, but you're, you're simulating something that's completely you know fantastical but a lot of fun and i think that's one of those things where it's like it it is kind of hard because in the show or in the movies these star trek movies and shows like it all looks very easy you know what i mean it's like oh shields up you know ready the photons or whatever and it's easy did you see them like bapping some 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 buttons but like in, in in the game, it's it's more complicated than that. And I haven't played with people yet because it's a multiplayer game, which I think would be fun but terrifying. Um, but there is a lot of pressure because like it takes multiple steps to get shields up and to get you know the photons. Yeah, that's not the stuff. low stakes kind of sim I'm right. talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, but it but it's cool. It's so much fun. Uh, the game that I played recently was civilization. Wow, I cannot talk to civilization. Let's blame it on the humidity. It is very humid, <laughs> and the temperature in my apartment Ugh. is just rising. Um, which I mean, we should be grateful because the West Coast is just being absolutely yeah. hammered. We talked. I, we saw a tweet from I don't know if you saw it, but I saw a tweet from Jason Schreier where he he said that he got a text from a AAA game developer that said they've put development on hold. It's too hot to work right now. Wow. And we're seeing pictures of like infrastructure cabling. I saw a TikTok of some woman's blinds that had melted, her Venetian blinds. Holy like shit. it's it's super super hot out there. Um so I don't know why I don't that was just that was a weird aside, but um but it's it is very warm and humid here now, but obviously we have it much easier than they do. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Civilization 6. So I bought it as a part of a recent PlayStation sale. I had it on Switch, but I tried playing the tutorial and there was like a game breaking or tutorial breaking bug. So I couldn't finish the tutorial. Huh. And I looked it up and they were like, there's nothing, there's no patch. So you basically can't do the tutorial. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I can figure out the base game. Tried starting a game. Was like, nope, 
it's too different. This is my first real Civilization game. I played Civilization Revolution a fucking ton, hundreds of hours of that. I loved it. Um, but I, I kept wanting to kind of get into the, the core, the base games. Um, but, but I was a little bit nervous that they were going to be too intense and too in-depth and, you know, too just overwhelming. And um, so when I saw it on sale for the, the PlayStation sale for very cheap, I was like, well, you know, might as well just uh, give it a shot. You know, it's not a, I think it was like $12 or something. I'm like, that's not much of a risk. And so I did play the th- through the tutorial. I haven't played a regular game yet, but the tutorial was very long. I want to say it was over two hours. And I am enjoying it. Um, it is, there are certain things where I can tell that for Civilization Revolution, which is meant to be a more fast-paced and um, simplistic and accessible version of a Civilization game, I can see some of those moves that they made to make that more accessible are not in this. And so it's, it's weird going to a thing that's more complicated. So mm-hmm. in Civilization Revolution, you get three units together. So like you want to make an army of archers. You make three archers and then you just say, hey, guys, be an army. And that's it. In Civilization Six, it's like you make an archer and then you make another archer. And those <laughs> archers don't want to be around each other. So you have to move them off the tile. And I'm like, what? Why can I? And especially it's just one unit. It's not a bunch, like just one unit. Why Why did I have to? And so I move them and I make a third archer and it's like, you can't make an army. And it's like, oh, well, there's a technology or a, a something mm-hmm. that you have to unlock to be able to make armies. And I'm like, what? Uh, so like, it's going to be, it's going to be a learning curve, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to play a regular game probably maybe this weekend. Um I know it's going to take a lot longer than the five or six hours that it takes to play a, a Civ Rev game, but... Um, and you have this on PS5. Yeah, yeah. So I could watch you play. You could, and I'd be really stressed out. For, it's less stressful really? for me to play Resident Evil Village. Wow. <laughs> because, because there's so much strategy, and like I'm going to be sitting there staring at stuff. It's going to be so boring. You're going to be like... What is he thinking? You know what I mean? Because like with yeah, but I'll just be power washing. So that's true. Because we were having a we were doing something, weren't we? We were like on chat or something, mm-hmm. and you were power washing, and I kept thinking like, wait, did we get disconnected? Because you would just we would just not talk for minutes, and I'd be like, you're still there? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm just, just power washing. Yeah. And I kept thinking like, they're gonna get bored eventually. Nope, you were just happily just <laughs> blasting dirt I told away. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's um, my life now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a- another one that I want to go back to, which I-, I guess I would, it's 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 by our definition, definitely a sim game, but it's called Trauma Center. I bought for the original Wii, I bought a game called Trauma Center Second Opinion at launch, and it was a remake of a DS game, I think, called Trauma Center mm-hmm. Under, the- Under the Knife. And it's like a surgeon simulator, basically, you are a doctor and these people come in and like one of them was like a singer with like these throat polyps and you have to like cut the little polyps off and um but it's all it's atlas the same uh what studio that uh same publisher that does persona and i think it's the same artist because the art style is very similar why is that blowing my mind right now i know especially (laughs) because i played it before i played persona so like when i played persona and i went back and looked at screenshots i was like oh shit wait a minute now i feel like i have to go back and play that because i did like it but i never beat it so i'm gonna have to look for it but um what else i know you play a lot are there any others that you want to you want to touch on 
Um, I mean, I've talked about my love for Roller Coaster Tycoon. Um, I loved, you know, the Zoo Tycoon. Planet Zoo is awesome. Um, I played a little bit of American Truck Simulator, but you know what I want? I want the fucking wheel and everything. I want yeah. to like, really get into it, but that shit's expensive. Um, when I was a child, I played, what was it called? Was it just like Myers Transport? Hmm tycoon or train i don't i don't know if it was under the tycoon name but i still have like in my mind i can envision the horrid like colors of like the buildings there were like purples and oranges and greens and shit like it looked Hmm. really wonky um but that oddly has like a special place in my heart (laughs) (laughs) um but for the most part recently it's it's been things like planet zoo um and power wash power wash i can't believe 15.5 hours <laughs> that lawnmower one is that early access did you say i don't think it's out okay. there might have been like a demo um was it just lawnmower lawn mowing simulator if that's the one that we were seeing streamed um it comes out this summer okay interesting but perfect, yeah i'll be getting that perfect timing it just it's satisfying. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, oddly oddly satisfying. Um so then if there's nothing else, is there nothing else? No, I think we're we're good. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um next week we don't know what we're talking about next. That's It'll again, where it's all sort of up in the air at this point. We are going to sit down <laughs> at some point. Yeah, we're going to plot plan out yeah, have have a nice little make a nice little sheet of of topics and stuff. We have some ideas, but we just haven't formulated them. So, mm-hmm. um, so next week, join us for our discussion of. Blah, 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 um, and <laughs> if you want to reach us, you can reach us at prettypixelspodcast at gmail dot com. You can find me on Twitter at Losperman. You can find Tab on Twitter at Random Mox. I always forget if there's a the in there because some of your usernames have the right the Random Mox. I- I dropped those okay. a while ago, though. But yeah, so all of them are just random acts. They okay. should be, yeah. Um, and join us, like I said, next. Oh, it's the end. I knew it. I was just gonna point. So, <laughs> <clears throat> bye. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs>